you're listening to Journey Through Health and Wellness podcast. My name is Annie Dealey. I'm the community organizer of the initiative that this podcast is a part of. It's called Reimagine Turtle Creek Watershed and Airshed Communities. We are a sustainable development initiative based in southwestern Pennsylvania, mostly in the eastern suburbs of Pittsburgh or the Turtle Creek Watershed. Today, our podcast is going to be a little bit different. We're going to be showcasing speeches from an event we held this past July that focuses on one of our projects uh, meant to revitalize the Monroeville Mall. This event is a celebration of an essay contest that TICWAC or Reimagine Turtle Creek hosted, asking local high schoolers to share their ideas on how they would make the Monroeville Mall more economically, socially, and environmentally sustainable, and also how they would make the mall more inclusive of youth. This contest actually builds upon a reimagined Turtle Creek initiative that aims to revitalize the mall into a community hub for sustainability and innovation. To celebrate our talented and inspiring essayists, Reimagine Turtle Creek held Reimagine the Monroeville Mall, showcased in July of 2021 for winners of the contest to read their submissions to the community. This event created space for Monroeville residents to think about how the mall is a vital economic asset to our region. How can we, as a community of mall patrons, ensure that this asset is sustained? So without further ado, this is the audio from that event. Okay, everyone, we're going to get started. Um, Thank you, everyone, for coming. My name is Annie Dealey. I am the community organizer of Reimagine Turtle Creek Watershed and Airshed Communities Plus. Uh, Very long name. But uh, before we get started, I want to recognize that the Turtle Creek Watershed and Airshed um, sits on traditional uh, Shawnee, Osage, and Masawamek land. So, Reimagine TICWAC is a multi-organizational sustainable development initiative. We have a couple of projects that all started from a series of visioning sessions last, or not even last year, in, uh, towards the end of 2019. Um, These sessions uh, were framed as no idea is too big or too small, but how does this community want to see uh, this neighborhood change? What do we want to invest in? How do we want to make sure that our area is sustainable? And the Turtle Creek watershed, for reference, is most of the suburbs east of Pittsburgh. I think that's represented in a lot of the folks who are here today. Uh, The Turtle Creek Airshed is actually most of southwestern Pennsylvania. Uh, We decided to organize around a geological feature rather than political lines because nature doesn't recognize political lines, but if how we affect um, the water and the land that we're on affects everyone downstream and downwind. A couple of the projects that we're working on are Reimagine Food Systems, which is a backyard gardening program where we provide everything a household needs in order to start their own uh, organic vegetable garden. We have seven households participating now as a pilot program, and um, I want to give a shout out to Rhea Holma, who, who started it and is continuing to work on the program. Yay! Sorry. Yay to Rhea! <laughs> Thank you. And these households... Uh, receive everything they need, including uh, sustainably sourced wood for raised beds, uh, compost, soil, uh, plants for three seasons, and um, education, hands-on education from a Phipps Master Gardener, Mariner, Marin Cook. I almost said Mariner East, that is not right. Um, 
Also, uh, we are working on a podcast. Alyssa, who is one of the podcast starters, is right over there. Uh, yes, go to Alyssa. The podcast is focusing on different individuals' journeys to sustainable health and wellness, regenerative health and wellness. The podcast recognizes that uh, our whole goal with Reimagine Turtle Creek is that we give back more than we take and we harmonize our relationships with nature. Uh, and there's lots of different ways to do that. So the ways that uh, we've done recently where folks talked about how they took care of themselves, art therapy. Um, uh, the last episode was about a, a woman who, uh, in her experience in, in raising a disabled child, and animal whispering is one of them too. Uh, we're always looking for people to be interviewed if anyone's interested in, in sharing their own story. It, it's a means of us spreading awareness of how we live in a way that's sustainable and um, connect with each other. So our last project that we've been working on is Reimagine the Monroeville Mall, which is why everyone's here today. And uh, Kelly Yagadich is actually going to tell you more about the project that we're working on with Reimagine uh, Monroeville Mall. Kelly, do you want to speak? Um, great. Thanks, Annie, for, for teeing this up. And thank you, everyone, for coming out today. So Annie asked me to talk a little bit about the project and kind of the genesis of this essay contest, which we're really excited to um, feature the the winners here today. So for a little bit of background, my name is Kelly Yagatich, like Annie said. I, um, I work with the Climate Reality Project, and I am on the steering committee for Reimagine the Turtle Creek Watershed and Airshed Communities Plus. Um, I'm also, up until very recently, was a Monroeville resident. I grew up like three minutes that direction behind the mall and spent a lot of time here and during most of my life. And so um, me, Annie, and Heather, who you'll hear from later, um, have been sort of leading the charge in this project with help from a lot of others, including Josh, who's also here, um, and the whole Reimagine Tikwak community. And so this project really started as um, Annie mentioned before, we have several working groups within Tikwak, and we have one that's a buildings and renewable energy um, group. And so we were kind of thinking about what what type of pilot project would we like to see that would emulate sustainable buildings and sustainable development um, in our communities? And so the Monroeville Mall kept coming up as an area that, you know, the, the owners had recently filed bankruptcy um, and the mall has been kind of on decline, in decline for, for a long time. And so we started really thinking about what it could look like to create a more community-centered, you know, youth-friendly, environmentally-friendly space in this community and what that would do. And so we had some, some visioning meetings and some visioning sessions and we talked a lot about it. And we thus far have the League of Women Voters commissioned an economic impact analysis from a group called Downstream Strategies to think about like what it would look like in terms of job growth or development if we were to put solar panels on the roof of the mall or if we were to put, you know, bioswills or rain gardens in the parking lot or if we were to start a farmer's market. And so we had some of that done. We also worked with a team of graduate students from Carnegie Mellon University who did a project um, to basically help advance this forward. They did some research and some analysis on like potential sources of funding for a project like this for a redevelopment. 
And so we've, you know, been meeting with community stakeholders and, and different people. And so this essay contest kind of naturally came out of the process of, of visioning, of turning the things that we have talked about for years and years and years um, into reality. And so we're really excited to, to welcome, you know, all of you here today and to bring you all into this process and to really rethink the way in which we redevelop communities, right? Because, you know, a, a big developer owns them all and if they sell them all, then, you know, we don't really get a say traditionally in the economic model of what happens here. And so we want to really be proactive, really upend that that traditional cycle of, of economic development and think about how the community voices can be heard and they can create things that that are sustainable, um, like the essay prompt question, you know, from not only the environmental perspective, but from the economic perspective and from the social perspective, which we feel like the Mineral Mall can improve upon. And so we're we're super excited to to welcome all of the all of you here and to to hear from the essay contest winners. Again, we're thankful for everyone who submitted an essay. We had, I think, 11 submissions, right? And so we have the top three here today. Unfortunately, our first place winner um, wasn't able to make it, but we're still gonna read her essay. And yeah, so let's give a big round of applause for all of our essay contest winners. And then am I passing it off to, to Nick? Marco Vina, I hope I just said that right, but yes, and we'll give it to Nick. Hello, uh, I'm Nick, Marco Vina. Very nice to meet everybody here. Uh, I recently graduated from Norwin High School in May, and I will be attending Shenandoah University in Virginia uh, for business, ma uh, business management. Um, I submitted this contest, or this essay to this contest, uh, well, number one, because I'm an AP Environmental Science. Uh, I took that during my senior year of high school. That is my teacher right there, Mrs. Machoni. And I, round of applause for her. She had our class look into this project because at the end of the year, we kind of ended up going through much of the content that we're supposed to cover to end up taking the AP test and taking our final. And one of her goals, it seemed to be, was to take the knowledge that we learned and all the content that we covered and put it into a, pro put it into a project that uh, this organization has put on and to take our knowledge and sort of help transform it into making our community into a better place uh, environmentally. And this project I have created meant a little bit more to me because it's a local thing. It's, it's a whole lot different to take the time and submit an essay and submit a contest for something that, you know, you might not even have ever been to. Uh, and, and this project being local meant a whole lot more to me, which is why I put the uh, extra effort into the project. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and read my essay. Uh, and I'm not going to read it like word for word, but I'm going to sort of summarize it so that way everybody here gets the grand scheme of the idea I'm trying to convey uh, to reimagine this mall and the surrounding areas in here, uh, here, here in, in Monroeville. Thank you. The Monroeville Mall has various areas that can be utilized to create a greener, more inclusive, socially accepting place for all. The areas that we'll be focused on will be the parking lot, the rooftop, and the interior of the mall itself. The first area of interest is really the parking lot. Um, it's the area we're in right now, and as you can see, there is plenty of space to work with. While the idea and design of an original parking lot is already unsustainable, there can be modifications to be made to make it more of a sustainable area. I would propose the idea of rain gardens being installed in areas that are typically flooding as well as tree trenches. Uh, for, for example, you, you guys see those storm, storm drains right over there? 
those obviously must flood pretty often. As you see these cracks here on the asphalt, it's because the water gets down in there, freezes, and then it expands, creating cracks. So that's another good example of uh, the obvious flooding problem that this area might have. The installation of these items will be very beneficial due to the, to the decrease of sediment runoff into the sewer system, as well as less breakage of the asphalt due to little to no water being left to sit stagnant in the parking lot. One of the worst parts about any sort of rainy day for any of us here, including myself, is walking through a parking lot and hitting a puddle. Even with your own car, it gets your car dirty. Even with your own shoe itself, it'll get it dirty. So decreasing the stagnant water being left in the parking lot would automatically make this place a better, more greener place. I included quite a few pictures in this essay to sort of help visualize because we're reimagining the Monroeville Mall. And one of the pictures is of a rain garden, uh, I believe found from our textbook. And this rain garden could easily absorb the rainwater located directly next to the parking lot. For example, it could go right over there. The rain gardens and tree trenches need to consist of very specific plants to be productive. And I included a link to the uh, Penn State Extension, which provides uh, various different kinds of plants that the uh, mall could purchase to create these tree trenches and um, rain gardens to make them more sustainable and help increase the parking lots in general sustainability. Um, I was a member of a team building a rain garden, actually. Uh, my girlfriend over there, Tori Nichols, for her Gold Award uh, project was building a rain garden in Irwin Park. And there was a little area in the park that was had much stagnant water. It sort of made a little deep, little like hole almost in the uh, walking track and uh, creating that rain garden seemed to have really helped uh, overhaul the whole I, the whole stagnant water and rain runoff in the area uh, so you can give a round of applause to her for creating the rain garden helping improve the park and for my next area i'm going to direct you to the rooftop of the mall which you can't really see much from over here but you can see plenty of acs and um, in general a pretty flat space and it's one of the largest heat deflectors of the entire mall um, obviously the sun is above us and it reflects directly onto the mall and typically the uh, heat from the roof uh, reflects right back into the atmosphere creating a hotter atmosphere which increases global warming. So focusing on the rooftop of the mall is a large and excellent place to be utilized. Uh, it can be utilized for solar panels and a green roof and the green roof would likely take place in, I, I actually have a little outline that I highlighted different areas and I figured the uh, the green roof would likely take place in the lower areas of the mall, which, for example, if you see Kirkland's right over there, it would go on top of there, and uh, you could have a greenish area, which would include different kinds of plants to be grown on the rooftop. And for the higher parts of the mall, I would include solar panels because of the uh, more direct access to the sun. And these solar panels, they would be, I, I believe they're defined as active solar panels as they move with the sunlight, and moving with the sunlight would help increase uh, a greater energy consumption greater energy production. Excellent, thank you. And the green spots on the roof would also decrease the erosion of the roof. Uh, plenty of plenty of people here, I'm sure, have had a leak in the roof at least once in their life. And uh, decreasing the erosion from the rainwater on top of that would uh, really help out uh, the cost of maintaining the roof of this mall, as it is uh, very large. Uh, another thing I kind of focused on is in the beginning, I mentioned uh, community involvement, which is uh, very important to me and I believe would be very important to the owners of this mall. And using the green rooftop, it can be used to provide possible agricultural education because I'm sure there's plenty of people that would be interested in learning about the uh, agriculture and almost what goes really into it. And used a lot, utilizing the lower parts of the roof could be a great 
uh, not only a moneymaker for the mall, but it would also help community involvement. Um, it seems that they have a minor policy in this mall because of possible trouble at night. And, you know, introducing this kind of agricultural education program within the local school districts here would really help bring more people to the mall and for different reasons. Uh, the next area of interest is the interior of the mall itself, which I focus quite a bit on. And while larger stores may take up the bulk of the space and produce the bulk of the profit, there is plenty of merit in the idea of local businesses trying to have a spot in the Minerva Mall. Uh, earlier I mentioned, or actually Annie mentioned, the idea of having a farmer's market out here. And having a farmer's market is an excellent idea to help uh, increase the awareness of local produce and the awareness of the mall itself. Um, as, once again, more people at the mall, more money. Dedicating areas to small businesses would allow for an increase of foot traffic. And one of the things that I actually read a book called Earth by Bill McKibben, once again for a school project by Mrs. Michoni. And uh, something they talked about in Earth is the idea of how much CO2 is produced in the uh, line of transport. So for example, Macy's is a very big company and Macy's I would assume has multiple stores across the country and they likely have distribution centers where they send product from those distribution centers to the stores and the trucks that those products are sent on produce plenty of CO2. And having more local areas here in this mall would decrease the amount of time and effort it would take to get product to the mall. Because if I lived right over there and my shop is right over there, I guarantee it's producing a whole lot less CO2 than having a distribution center in Jefferson, Ohio that goes the whole way to, to the Monroe Mall. Once again, another idea is to keep the students busy in the area and provide a legitimate knowledge base of different ideas in the area, which would go back to the uh, idea of work studies in the mall. Um, I talked a lot about having educational programs to do with the agriculture on top, but also the local businesses inside. Uh, they could provide the idea of business management and the kinds of skills that you could learn from having a work study as opposed to a job because typically in jobs you're kind of self-centered and focused on the idea of getting your job done which could be making the hamburger or could be putting the product on the shelf but really learning the idea of what goes into that business could transform your outlook on life and really change your ambitions and really in conclusion the Minerva Mall has many areas that can be renovated to create a more greener and sustainable area for the community and uh, the surrounding areas thank you uh, hi, my name is Brendan Ash. I was in the same class as Nick. We basically talked the entire year during class. We've been pretty good friends up to this point. And coming into this essay contest, I had pretty big hopes, pretty big ambitions of what I wanted this mall to be because it's been getting run down over the years. So going into it, I wanted to think big. And as soon as I heard about the, the contest, I immediately thought to what could really change this mall? And that's when I thought, well, what if you made it into a park? So when I thought about this mall, I've been coming to it since I was a little kid. And whenever I go to it, there's always shops closed. And since COVID-19 hit, I mean, half of the shops might be closed now at this point. It's being looking really run down. So I thought, well, the best way to make this a better like community, invite more families to come, is maybe transform it into a mall. So for the interior of the mall, I actually wanted to completely gut it out almost. I wanted to leave the three major department stores like Macy's and the other two on the other sides, but the interior of the mall I wanted to almost completely gut out so it would form a U almost. On the outsides of the mall I wanted to put all new stores, ones that are actually going to be open to uh, sell product, and then leave the three major department stores and then put a park. 
and I put several pictures in here of what I wanted it to look like. But I wanted there to be some sort of running trail or walking trail to invite uh, a larger gathering of people if they don't want to like sit at a, a basketball game or like a, a tennis court per se and watch a game. They could just walk around the park, look around, because there's going to be plenty of greenery, plenty of flowers, all locally grown, nothing imported. And then in the center of this park, I would have uh, a basketball court to invite the, like the teenage group of kids, as well as some tennis courts, and then a large green space. Now in the green space, it would just be like any typical park. You could go sit there, go relax, do whatever you want with your friends, and it would invite people to come. And then for the stores, uh, it wouldn't really matter. Uh, any, any store would work as long as it's willing to stay open and, and uh, bring in more customers to promote a higher amount of people coming to the park. So Dick's Born and Goods, Macy's, and JCPenney's would stay. The other stores, I'm not sure which ones would come or which ones would be invited back. It'd be up to the mall uh, director. But uh, that's what I would do for the interior. And then for the roof of the mall, I was thinking more of a solar panel manner, like how Nick described earlier. Uh, I'd put solar panels along the entire roof of the mall along the U I was talking about earlier. And that would help to uh, reduce energy costs and promote a more sustainable mall. So that was a little summary of my essay. I don't want to go too into detail and read off of a script. But that's what I would do for the mall. And that is all. So thank you. Um, Kiara Finnegan actually was our first place winner. Uh, congratulations to uh, Kiara Finnegan. Uh, she wasn't able to be here today. She's sick, but... She's in our thoughts, and yeah, I'm going to read her essay to everyone, and also another round of applause for Nick and Brenton. Those were fantastic ideas. Yeah. Brenton didn't even mention, he uh, completely, um, in the U that he was talking about, he suggested adding windows so that everyone in the mall could see everyone in the park, and that would only increase safety. It would bring a lot more light into the mall. You could put more plants in there. Yeah, fantastic ideas. Thank you to both of you. Now I'm going to read um, Kira's From Rain to Shine at Monroeville Mall. Picture it. You're back to being 17 years old, a senior in high school. Walking into the mall to your part-time job leaves you with a hint of excitement of what the day holds. American Eagle starts to come into view, but you're halfway there. The excitement you felt only moments ago starts to fade. Tip, tip, tap, tap. The rain can easily be heard from the small opaque openings in the roof on this rainy Saturday. You walk in the store just to have your manager tell you that yet again, we're lacking customers for the day. The next eight hours go by painfully as only 30 to 40 customers have come in throughout the day. It's now an hour after close. You and two of your coworkers begin to walk out of the mall only to realize that it hasn't stopped raining since earlier. The roads surrounding the mall have flooded. Now really think about this. This is my life. This isn't the mall I remember as a child, with people bustling past me. The touchscreen at the entrance of the food court that I remember so vividly as a kid, suddenly gone, along with the amazing memories other children have built from that time. As a senior in high school who easily works over 40 hours bi-weekly at Monroeville Mall, I am able to identify many flaws this mall has in terms of sustainability and inclusiveness for youth. From an economic standpoint, Monroeville Mall is starting to decline. From filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in November of 2020 to becoming threatened to close, reinvesting in the mall could provide astronomical effects. 
Once or twice every month, I take notice of private vendors coming in to sell their products. As these private vendors help to contribute to their own incomes, we should focus more on how to help our local economy. Why not encourage local farmers to come rent stalls every weekend to sell their products? If some even chose to do so, why not allow them to buy out stores that have gone out of business? Buying from these local produce stands or stores allows for them to stay at the mall while protecting their farmland, creating job opportunities, and opening many pathways to improve public infrastructure. At the food court, I often sit, see way too many people that purchase food and not eat it all and throw it away. While it's not an issue that not all of the food is consumed, there are many ways to dispose of it that the mall could encourage. Disposing of food waste separately is a less expensive alternative than just throwing it in the trash. Individual food waste bins could be installed separately from a recycling bin for plastic or paper-based products. By keeping these items separated, trash pickup services tend to lower fees so that the wasted food can automatically be sent to a compost facility. By listening to these suggestions, we as a community can help Monroeville Mall grow economically. Over the years, Monroeville Mall has attracted less and less people, creating an indirect relationship as restrictions have increased. In order to create a safe space that allows for sociality to blossom, there are some changes that need to be made. Enticing youth to come to the mall is a priority. Creating a new and unique type of play space that allows children to learn how to uphold sustainability is one proposable option. Having children blow on a pinwheel and allowing a light bulb to light in the process would help teach about wind and renewable energy sources. Allowing kids to play on a digital screen to throw food waste in a compost bin, recyclables in a recycling bin, and other garbage in a garbage can encourages learning about the sorting and recycling of wastes. These different types of alternatives allow for children to indirectly learn about keeping our environment sustainable while still encouraging them to have fun. Another way to push for more people to come is to create incentives for them. This could be done through a point system where every eco-friendly decision they make earns them points, resulting in discounted items or prizes. Monthly local auctions could also be held in unused spaces of the mall where people would bring in items they want to sell and consumers can buy and auction on products they want. These changes and alterations will allow for more people to come to the mall and social aspects to increase drastically. Overall, Monroeville Mall contributes a lot of pollution, whether it's CO2 emissions from inefficient energy use, runoff pollution from the parking lot, and more. Reducing pollution emissions to a bare minimum is a necessity. One possible way to address the parking lot situation. Because the mall's parking lot is slightly slanted, polluted runoff easily flows into the Turtle Creek watershed. One way to fix this problem is to allow swells to surround it. By using this low-impact design and putting highly permeable soil into these swells, much of the runoff can be absorbed and flash floods wouldn't be as much of an issue. Creating water gardens in areas of the parking lot may also help address this issue. Installing these water gardens and rooftop gardens help with water overflow, but through photosynthesis also steeply decline the amount of CO2 that's in the air. Another issue the parking lot creates is the urban heat island effect. 
Also, uh, this is a sidebar, but she drew a diagram of where to put, excuse me, she drew a, a diagram of where to put different um, things like solar panels and, and, and rain gardens, and it's right here. I'm going to leave the essays out on this clipboard so everyone can look at them because they're beautiful. Anyway, due to the large paved area, this surface ab absorbs much more heat, resulting in less cooling and transpiration from plants. This causes slight increases in temperature in this area as well as surrounding areas. One way to address this issue would be to provide adequate shading over the parking lot. This can be done through canopies, fabric shades, or even trees, just as long as the area is not able to absorb as much energy from the sun. By creating a bring your own bag policy, similar to the system Aldi's has, the amount of waste would decrease and efficiency would sharply increase. These suggestions will minimize pollution emissions while also maximizing possible environmental sustainability. The rain finally began to clear. The memories I had so dear from the mall started to flood back as people bu bustle past me. Children playing and laughing all around. As I look to the future for what could become of the mall, this is what I genuinely hope for. I know this is a community. We can all help to make Monroeville Mall economically, socially, and environmentally sustainable while allowing inclusiveness for youth. Wow. Um, yeah, thanks again to our essayists. Next, uh, Heather Haar is going to talk a little bit more about how we're advancing this project into the future. So Heather, if you want a slight intermission from Heather. Our judges, some of our judges are here today. We have uh, Dr. Susan Lucas. Yes, Dr. Susan Lucas. She's a professor at Pitt. She's actually me and Ke Kelly's old urban studies professor. Yeah. Um, Susan Delaney is here. She sits on Gateway School Board. And we have other, is Jim Pottinger here? Okay. Our other judges uh, are uh, Edith Albeda, um, who uh, leads North Braddock Residents for Our Future. Yeah, woohoo. Jim Pottinger, who is a teacher at Gateway. And then also uh, Dr. Uh, Roberta de Carvalho, who uh, is also an urban studies professor at Pitt. So yeah, thank you so much for being involved in this. They, they volunteered their time to grade these students' essays and uh, we're very happy that they did that. Okay, Heather, is, you are up. Hi, I wanna thank everybody for being here today. It's great, those of you who wrote essays yourself, your teacher, the parents, and the judges and the members of the community and the members of Reimagine Turtle Creek Watershed and Airshed communities. So we've come together today. When we started talking about like doing this, uh, Kelly had suggested do an essay contest here. And then we suggested to actually hold the celebration in the parking lot at the mall. It seemed like, wow, how will that happen? But here we are. And we have winners and just incredible essays and great research that you did. So we thank you very much. And we want to continue to engage you as we ask your help to make this vision of having the mall be an eco-mall with permeable pavement in the parking lots, with, with um, solar, with farmer's market, with all the different ideas, different kinds of stores and experiential learning that we've talked about. Um, and I guess vegan food. <laughs> um, so we want those, we want this to really happen. 
And so to do that, we want to continue to build awareness of this vision of the Monroeville Mall. This was just, there was a story on WESA about this contest and introducing, to, so soon it's gonna flow off people's tongues. Oh, the Monroeville Eco Mall. It's like becoming, by doing this, by pursuing it, we're making it happen. Um, so it's, it's real transformation. So we wanna increase, continue to increase awareness. We wanna engage the community uh, we it start the project started with visioning sessions, and we want to continue to hold visioning sessions and do research on what this should be, and what are the the fine points, flesh out the aspects of it, and so we want to engage you all. Please keep going with that, and we want to build relationships, build relationships between different parts of the community, the different people who are included in the users of the mall come from different places and build community and we want to build relationships with leaders so that this takes place. So uh, Kelly and Annie did a wonderful presentation to the Monroeville Rotary and we want to continue to do pres more presentations. So if you are part of a group and you would like a presentation, please let us know. Or if you have suggestions for groups that we should go talk to, please let us know. We want to, we have connected by renting the space, the, the mall leadership has become more aware of us. And so we want to engage them because that's going to be part of the decision of what happens to this this land here and this mall and so um, we want to we want to continue to we want to research ways of doing financing relay public private financing to make these aspects take place and it can be done in a stepwise fashion not all at once and, and hopefully the stores that are here will remain and new ones will come and join them. So, um, so save, stick, let's stick together. Let's continue to work towards a Monroeville Eco Mall and we're gonna all grow from this experience and the community will be enhanced and the environment will be saved. Thank you very much. Okay, yeah, thank you everyone again for being here. Heather is with the League of Women Voters. Uh, yeah, we're happy to have her as a part of the team. And she had a big hand in founding this um, uh, Reimagine Turtle Creek. We have uh, educational programs that uh, showcase different aspects of sustainability in our region every month. The next one is August 2nd. We're gonna be talking about sustainable um, development. So uh, yeah. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening to our Reimagining the Monroeville Mall event. We really appreciate uh, every listen that this podcast gets. And if you feel so inclined, we would love for you to learn more about Reimagine Turtle Creek Watershed and Airshed Communities Plus on our website, where you can also donate at reimaginetcwhc.org. Again, this is Annie Dealey, and enjoy the rest of your day. Hello, my name is Shalene Mira. I just have a few ideas that I would like to give about what we can do with them all. The first thing is Pittsburgh is so high up 
just like Bolivia, Peru, Chile. It gets very cold there, and what our ancestors did for millennia is use wapini, grow inside the earth, eight to nine feet under, because the earth gives you the warmth. If I was an organizer, I would feel everything with wapinis. A man in Nebraska does that, and he grows tropical food tropical fruits, you know, the whole year. Then the next thing that I would do is the top of the building, everywhere I would put greenhouses. The water, let me, before I go to the water, I would go and wrap the all the buildings with the straw bales. I would go native. And then from there, because you having the warmth, I would get, tubes that will take the warmth of the air in the in the in the winter and the coldness in the summer plus i would do like a type of kind of like pyramids to put solar panels and like that use the sun as it goes everywhere we we have to see where the sun comes where that it goes at what time in the inside i would do everything that has to do with children. I would do parks that are water parks indoor. We can do a section outside that is a park outside water park and a small one. Does not have to be big. And on the inside, we can grow trees too. We can do roller park, roller, um, uh, roller skating, everything that has, just like the other gentleman said, basketball, volleyball, everything has to be with children. Tell me which parent is not going to love to bring the children here. You know, we do not need to make money by selling things that come from China. We have it here, okay? They, the children are going to learn. That's what we need. We need for the next generation to know that we can grow our own food. The food from Pittsburgh could come from all of these. Look how big this is, okay? Look, we just have so much. We just have to go native. We have to go to the back. We cannot keep modernizing. Look at GMO and organic food. It's killing us. Then let's work together and let's brain it on.